Welcome to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast, the place where ambition, drive, and entrepreneurship all meet. This podcast is your go-to for all things business, growth, and expansion. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a multiple six-figure business owner, a brain rewiring certified coach, a 70 high energy healer, and all-around business growth obsessed individual. I've been in the space since 2019. I believe that strategy and energetics go hand in hand. You'll find tons of both on the show. For a long time, being ambitious has had a negative connotation, but I'm here to take that word back and help you grow your business without doing the most. You can find me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea or online at expandwithchelsea.com. If you're ready to grow, I'm ready to go. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. I want to share with you because I have been really just obsessed with copywriting for probably the last year specifically. I didn't realize how important this was in my business. So I want to share with you, this is one of, this is so funny. There's a lot of modules. There's a lot of videos inside Next Level Business, but this is one of the six different videos inside module two, which this is an eight module program. So you can tell there's like a lot of different things happening in here. Lots of information inside that program. But I wanted to share this one with you specifically because I get asked this a lot. So now that I know how to copyright, is there a way that I'm supposed to be doing this? Yes, enter copywriting formulas. And it's so funny because, you know, it took me until I was 32 years old to realize like, shit, there's a formula. There's a way that we're supposed to be writing that creates something that's more compelling. And then people want to buy more. Oh my God, mind blowing. This is something that I was doing this without me realizing it. But now that I have it forefront, I I think everybody, every business owner needs to know this. So that's what I'm going to be sharing with you today. This is an excerpt from my program, Next Level Business. This is all about copywriting formulas and how to start to inject this formula into your own copywriting. I think you're really going to like it. Next Level Business is coming back in January. Holy shit, can't believe, I can't believe it. Like this live program that I'm running is absolutely incredible. Every single business owner in there is everything that I could have asked for and more. I'm so thankful that each of those step, each of those human beings stepped into this container and it's just been such a wonderful, positive experience. And I know that Next Level Business is, this is what I was called to create because it is, so many business owners struggle with organization and automation and getting things ready on the back end of their business so that they can actually start bringing in more income and more leads without them actively marketing. And this is just a skill set that I, I totally took for granted for myself. And I was like, oh, everybody like has this, right? Like everybody knows how to do this. Wrong. So I think that's a big reason why this program has been so successful. So I'm really excited to bring this back, to bring Next Level Business back as a self-paced course. So something that you can go through at your own pace and time, look out for that at the beginning of January in 2024. I'm so pumped because this has just been, I mean, we've done so much work on the back end of each of these business owners' businesses to where we are able to pitch their offers at the end of something like a welcome sequence when somebody joins your email list and at the end of the sequence where somebody joins your freebie so that they're starting to position and put their offers in front of their audience so that it's top of mind so that sales can start coming in. I mean, this has just been, again, so, so crucial to where if you're somebody that doesn't want to show up to actively market all the time, honestly, you need next level business. This is one of my favorite things that I've ever created. 
I'm going to be talking more about this on Instagram going forward into 2024. And this actually leads me to something that's been on my mind for for a while. And this is this is really hard for me. And I think one of the reasons that I pushed through and didn't make this decision for so long is because honestly, I didn't want to be another one of those people that started a podcast and then ended it. Yes, you can probably tell a little bit of maybe what's coming. I'm foreshadowing quite a bit here, but it's been three years. It's been three entire years of the podcast. And I know as the listener, this is the last thing that you want to hear. And every single time I, you know, it's like I've had many of my favorite podcasts be like, yeah, actually we need to like take a break. We need to hit pause. It, it totally ruins it for me. And I, t- I get that. And I don't take that lightly. And I think that's why I held on for so long is because I didn't want that to be my story too. I kept telling myself like, no, it's fine. It's fine. But when it all comes down to it, I feel like I have been spreading myself too thin on too many different platforms. And if you listen to my episode this summer about when I took a break off of Instagram, that was that was incredible. That was really great. And I was able to see the impact that the podcast and email had on my business without having Instagram in the equation. And I feel like now it's time to experiment with that with the podcast. And it's not that I don't love doing it. I just, I feel like something really big wants to come in. And I've talked about this a lot, but like we need to release in order to receive. This has truly been one of the hardest decisions that I've ever made in my business business. I I honestly, I can't believe that I'm sitting here recording this right now. It, It feels surreal. And a huge part of me wonders if I'm fucking up my entire business by doing this. But I think by continuing to force myself to show up just because I committed to this thing. I mean, I've done it for three years. I've showed up every single week. I have not missed a single week in three years, which is really crazy kind of because all of the things that I've been through, I'm like, I can't believe I've been that consistent. And I'm thinking in the future, it's going to come back as seasons or, I mean, this is just the thing that I keep coming back to. It's it's so hard to be creative on demand and as much free space and time as I can create in my schedule. What it really comes down to is episodes coming out Thursdays at 6 a.m. Pacific time, right? Like that one specific deadline, It I think what that ends up doing is it's really hard for me to operate within that. Whereas like maybe if I didn't have that deadline for myself, which I know isn't ideal on the listener side. Like, I really, I want you to know when things are coming out, all of that. I know that that's important, but then being on the creator side and having that be a firm deadline, it's it's really, it's really difficult. I'm not going to lie. And I've been struggling with that the last year, you know, wondering, should I just say like, there's going to be an episode a week? Should I just say... You know, I'm going to drop episodes when I feel like it. And for right now, I think, honestly, the most supportive thing is to push pause. No, nothing is wrong. I'm not going through anything big right now. This is just something that I've been thinking about. And honestly, I I owe it to myself. I owe it to my business to explore this and to see. So I'm just trying to share a little bit of the behind the scenes and my thought process. I mean, you know me, I'm very transparent. I talk about a lot of things on the podcast. I brought you behind the scenes of my last launch, the Next Level Business launch, and talked all about that, shared the ups, shared the downs. So this is something that I feel like when we see how other people go through things, it can help us also make decisions for our own 
own businesses as well. So to be very honest, I'm not sure what the future of the podcast looks like. And I'm so proud of the community that I've built. I'm so proud of the name of the podcast. I love the cover art. I'm obsessed with the music. All of those things can be true. And also it can be true that it's time to hit the pause button for a little bit. And it feels... It feels really weird. It feels really weird not to have a solution for what it's going to look like when I come back. But this is, I really believe that this is all part of it. If I'm meant to come back and great, it's a podcast that comes out every week again. Awesome. If it's meant to be seasons, awesome. If it's not meant to be in the future, well, I hope that's not it. But I mean, that could be a possible outcome, right? Um, yeah, this is this is really hard. Uh I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Truly, I know, again, this probably isn't like the episode that you wanted, but I am really happy to have built up such a powerful resource library and have so many different episodes on so many different topics. I mean, there's like uh, over 120 episodes specifically on building your business. If you haven't gone back and listened to them, I'd absolutely highly recommend it because all of the information is still really good, really on point. And if you aren't following me on Instagram or on my newsletter list, those are the two primary places that I would come join because that's where I'm going to be putting a majority of my focus and efforts in 2024. I've actually got some uh, big audacious goals on those two platforms. Of course, you know me, I've got big goals, very ambitious goals, <laughs> but that's, that's kind of my thoughts around it. And I, again, I really appreciate you for being here and for listening. And, you know, even if you've been here for a couple of weeks or you've been a longtime listener, just know that you are literally what, what has kept me going throughout all of it. And I wish I had a more concrete answer for you about what it looks like when it comes back, but I think I just got to the point to where it's like, if I delay longer on pushing the pause button because I want to know what it looks like in its final form, I think that would actually add too much pressure, and I think that's probably why I hesitated on making the decision for so long. Also, I'm an emotional authority in human design, so I just need to like really sit with the decision for a while, and today the emotional clarity dropped in, and this was a decision. So I'm recording this like very real time right after I made the decision. So let's go ahead, dive into today's episode. Again, I think you're really going to like this framework for copywriting. It I think helps conceptualize something that's a little bit intangible. So I hope that this is going to be helpful for you in creating content moving forward. Do you want to hear about one of the biggest mistakes that I made in my business? It's not changing and switching over to Kajabi earlier. Seriously, I am fully obsessed with Kajabi. This is a everything that you need all in one platform. So instead of having a different server for your email address, your website hoster, if you have a podcast, your courses on a different platform, it's all in one. I cannot tell you how much time this saves me. This also saves me money. I was spending more. I was spending more on all of those separate platforms than I do on Kajabi now. Saves me time, saves me money, and I can see all of my analytics all in one place. I can see how many people are visiting what pages of my website. I can see how many people downloaded my freebie. I can see how many people subscribed to my email list that week. I can see how many sales I've made. I can compare it to last month. I can compare it to last year. It is so, so helpful to have all of these stats all in one place so that I can make the best possible decision for my business instead of just making an emotional decision like I did in the past. So you actually have the data right in 
in front of you. If you have not tried out Kajabi, absolutely you need to. If you already have a website, you can do Kajabi's free trial and see if you like it. It is a super simple platform to learn. Believe me, I've learned the behind the scenes of WordPress and Squarespace. And while I do really like Squarespace, Kajabi is even easier to use. I build all of my own landing pages. I build all of my own sales pages. And it took me, yeah, it took me like a couple of hours to learn. But after that, you have that skill set for the rest of your life. I will not be moving away from Kajabi. I absolutely love having one place to host absolutely everything. Courses, podcast, website, email list. All of it's just in one spot. I just click on my little Kajabi tab on my browser and then I can have all of that pop right up. If you haven't tried out Kajabi yet, you absolutely need to. They have given me a really special code for a 30 day, a 30 day free trial which is enough time to get down and dirty and learn the ins and outs of Kajabi to see if it's right for your business, which spoiler alert, it probably is. There's a reason why a lot of the leading business owners in the space use Kajabi. And to be very honest, I won't even purchase courses anymore if they're not on Kajabi. I just don't trust any other platform. I love that Kajabi has the ability to have an app on your phone and you can listen to courses on the go. I mean, this is just such a big, when I go through courses myself, I like to listen when I'm on a walk or I like to listen when I'm just doing random house tasks and I don't always wanna have my laptop open. So you can go and try out that 30 day free trial using my link. I will post it in the show notes so you can get started ASAP and see if this is a good fit for your business because this has been a total game changer for me. A lot of my clients have actually ended up switching over to Kajabi as well to host their courses on there and it is just, I couldn't recommend it more. Again, this is like the one mistake I made early in my business is not switching over to this sooner and trying to navigate using six different platforms to do what one platform can do. Kajabi is absolutely the number one in the industry for a reason. And they have absolutely fantastic, absolutely fantastic customer support, customer service. I was just chatting with them this morning over something that I noticed on my website that I couldn't figure out how to fix. I did a couple Google searches and I was like, I'm just gonna ask and I got it resolved within two minutes. So if you are somebody that doesn't wanna deal with a lot of tech issues, get on the Kajabi train because you can actually just ask somebody to fix it for you. They can log into your site and fix the issue for you. Unlike unhelpful sites, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of like back end work with a lot of my clients lately that are using different sites rather than Kajabi and just going in and talking with their customer service. I'm like, oh my God, like they'd actually don't wanna help you at all. So if you are somebody that doesn't like dealing with that, it's time to switch to Kajabi and you can try out 30 days risk-free. If you don't like it, don't do it. But I have a feeling you are gonna like it. And this is something to where you can go and buy templates on Etsy or you can hire a web designer and they can build out that website for you. This is something that if you wanna level up your business, this is a really, really amazing way to do so. Again, there's a reason why most people in the industry use Kajabi is, is because it actually is the number one platform. This is the most inclusive. It has everything that you need and I couldn't recommend it more. You can learn more about Kajabi using the link in the show notes and get started on your free 30-day trial. let's talk about different copywriting formulas. So I am really excited because sometimes copywriting, I think it's such like an intangible thing. Like, yes, you've got words on the page, but like 
am I doing it right? I think is always creeping around in the back of our heads. So I'm going to give you a formula. I mentioned it before in one of the previous videos in this module, but I'm going to expand on it a little bit. And then we're going to talk extensively about the hook and call to action inside of your copy as well. So you might remember that I mentioned the PAS formula or also known as problem agitation and solution. So this is actually from renowned copywriter and marketing expert, Eugene Schwartz. And while I think that this is really great, I think that we can also take it a little bit further, take it one step further. So instead of just PAS, the formula that I have come up with is P-A-G-E-S pages. I mean, how fitting for copywriting, right? And this is one thing too. So in your own teaching and the way that you do things with clients, I think it's really important to ask ourselves, is there a formula or is this a, you know, a rememberable way that we could teach this to where when people are going through the information or they're, you know, asking themselves, am I doing this right? They can refer back to it. So again, pages, we've got problem, which is number one, that is the same from the original formula. What is the problem? or the challenge that your ideal client avatar or your audience or your dreamboat client is facing. So getting really specific on that, we talked a lot about that in the myth busting video. And I think it's just of the utmost importance that we know exactly what problem that we're solving as business owners and what problem that our individual offers are solving as well. Okay, so moving into the second one, also the same as the original formula, the agitation. If you wanna substitute this for amplification in your mind, go for it. But we're asking, you know, what if this pain or this challenge for them didn't go away? I'm really asking you to get into the emotions of it. What are they feeling? Are they frustrated? Are they ready to throw their hands in the air? Are they at their ends? With, have they tried everything? Are they feeling a little bit desperate? Are they feeling uh, hopeless? Like really get into like, okay, maybe this is something that you've gone through personally and then you help people with the things that you've overcome. So like, for example, I've been through a lot of down periods in my business and now I help people move through those. I need to go then identify what was I feeling in that moment so I can pull that out into my copy. All right, this is the new one that we're adding in. G is ground them into their desire. I want you to remind them what they want. So again, we are very self-serving as human beings. We don't do anything unless there's something in it for us. Um, sometimes these desires are, are hidden from us. We're not gonna get into that too much, but we don't always do things that benefit us positively directly. But what we really wanna do is ask that so what question. The So what's in it for me? So I want you to really remind them, okay, so if this challenge doesn't go away, here are the things that you're going to be feeling instead. Moving on to E, which is the second edition, what is an educational fact or just like a little, you know, this could be related to maybe there's some data or some numbers like pulling in something tangible and something a little bit more logical because what we tend to do as human beings is we buy based off of emotion first, but then we back it up with logic. So if we're gonna make a purchase, we are like, you know, very much in the emotions of things. We're like, oh, I want that thing for the future that it could create for me. And then we back it up in our minds with logic. So I want you to add an educational fact fact so that people can back up their purchase with that rationale and that logic. And then lastly, we have S, which is the solution. Tell me the solution. Why is your offer the solution? Introducing dot, dot, dot. This is your offer's time to shine. So again, that formula is problem, agitation, ground them into their desire, educational fact, 
and then solution. We've got pages. I'm not saying every single one of your posts needs to follow this specifically, but I want you to look back on what you've written. You know, this could be a sales page or a page on your website and really ask yourself, does my copy follow this formula? Am I presenting my offer as the solution? Am I agitating enough to where people maybe are clicking away from the page because they don't even realize they have a problem in the first place? Where do I have room to grow from this. So let's talk a little bit about the hook and the call to action. So the hook is generally going to either go in number one or number two of this formula. So the hook is generally the problem or you can just dive in and like start with the agitation process. But the hook is, you know, for example, this would be the subject of an email. This would be like the first line of your Instagram post. It would be the thumbnail on a YouTube video. What are you actually putting out there to grip and compel people to keep reading, to keep watching? So this is, I, I mean, do not pass go, do not collect $200 unless you have a damn good hook. So this is something that you should be spending a majority of your time on. And I will say, I don't generally create the hook until after I'm done writing. I want you to go back through your writing and ask, you know, what's a really powerful sentence from this? This is where, you know, tools like AI and chat GPT can be really, really helpful. You can go in there and you can take your current hook and you can ask what's a way to make this hook more compelling? Can you give me 10 examples? I don't hate artificial intelligence. I actually think it can be really useful, but we need to ask good questions. We need to ask better questions if we want it to deliver us better results. So this is one of those times where, you know, maybe you don't use exactly the results that it gave you, but it inspired you to think of something else. But I think it's really important to play around with a couple different iterations of your hook. This is where it's really cool to have like for example, with email, you can do A-B testing. So you can send out an email to a segment of your population that's group A with one hook and then group B gets a different hook and seeing which one does better because what's the point if nobody's even gonna read the rest of the copy that you've written. We want to get people to open the email. We want to get people to continue listening to your Instagram story, to continue reading your Instagram posts that you took a long time writing and that, you know, means a lot for you. And also it means a lot for your audience too, because if they're not reading what you're writing, it's gonna be even harder for them to step into your offers. It is not a bad thing to be compelling. I'm actually gonna read you the description of compelling because I think a lot of people kind of similar to like, am I salesy? Am I like, you know, trying to like scam people from their money? The actual definition of compelling, it's an adjective. It's evoking interest, attention, or admiration in a powerfully irresistible way. Hot damn, I want you to be powerfully irresistible. That is exactly what we're going for with our copy. This is what helps someone stay engaged and want to keep reading. So hooks are essentially why somebody should care to keep reading. I want you to get specific. I want you to get a little bit spicy. I want you to include the senses. This is, you know, going back to the conversation of storytelling. Can you drop somebody in the middle of the story instead of uh, setting the stage for like ongoing, ongoing, okay, we're building, building, building. But like, what if you just dropped somebody in the middle of the action? That is really compelling. So different examples of this, I kind of mentioned this, but 
the first sentence of your Instagram post. This would be the first three seconds of your Instagram stories. Yes, that's really important. Please don't start every story with, hi, everybody. It's just, you know, if that's your tagline and that's your thing, great, go for it. But I think we can actually do better to get people in a little bit closer to us. This would be the subject line and first sentence of your email. So I want you to ask yourself, what am I wanting the reader to do with this content? Going back to the conversation of what's the purpose of this content? What is that one thing that I'm asking them to do? Am I trying to teach in this content? Am I trying to entertain? Am I trying to just engage or connect? Am I really trying to tap into emotions? Am I selling? Yes, you can sell on top of all of those. You can sell and entertain at the same time. But this is something that a lot of business owners are, I think, a little bit nervous to step into. I want you to think of magazines. God, magazines are such good inspiration for this. But going to a grocery store, you're looking at the headlines and you're like, I don't even care about Prince Harry, but like, I kind of want to read that article just from the hook. So that's a really good example of something that does pique your interest and get you to want to look further. Maybe it's not something that you're like, yeah, I want to buy the magazine based off of that hook, but it's just something that is catching your interest. So I'm going to give some examples of hooks and I'll also have a worksheet that you can download as well to see some of these examples visually but we can play with different hooks. And this is what I mean when I say go try out a couple different variations of your hooks. So instead of something like how brain rewiring changed my life, we could try something like how brain rewiring helped me double my monthly income from 10K to 20K months. Woo, okay, now we're talking, that's given some tangibles, like that's pretty cool. So instead of saying along that same line, how brain rewiring changed my life, we could try from brain rewiring noob to buying her dream home. Uh -huh. Okay, that's pretty cool. We're potentially setting ourselves up for something like a case study. Another example, so going down a different path, this could be three tips to reduce stress. I mean, okay. This is super generic, but I know this is where a lot of our brains go because again, it's a lot easier to stay surface level, but I'm really asking you to bring it down, take that elevator down quite a few floors and get more specific. So instead of saying three tips to reduce stress, what we could try is this one thing reduces stress by 15%. All right, got me with the stats. That seems a little bit more interesting. The other one that you could try is heart racing, thoughts tangling, can't see straight, try this. Whew. Okay, I have like a visceral response to that, right? So it's like I felt that in my body and therefore I feel connected to this scenario. So do you see what I mean? Like I want you I want you to be more compelling. I want you to get people to read your writing. Yes, this might bring up some feelings around, oh, people are going to see me. Yes, that's the point. That is absolutely the point. We want people to read your writing. We want people to work with you and get to know your work. And I think that this is just one easy thing that we can focus on inside of our business in order to get people, get more eyeballs. Because at the end of the day, you know, something like launching or cash injection, it is a numbers game. The more people you have visiting your site or looking at your offer or watching your Instagram stories, the more chance you have of converting those people to potential clients and customers. So let's do one more example. Uh, this could be an email subject line, how to fix imposter syndrome. All right. Like again, pretty basic, pretty generic. Let's try this. Imposter syndrome got your tongue. Ooh, okay, so that's an analogy everybody knows. That's a play on words with cat got your tongue. I like that one a lot better. You could use the tongue emoji. Oof, I'm seeing some like spicy, fiery. I love it. You could also try from quiet and shy to center of attention. 
Oof, I really like that because that is eliciting a how they do that response. And I want you to know too that it's okay for hooks to be a little bit confusing. You can explain them within the content. It's okay for hooks also to be questions that you'll answer in the content as well. So please, please, please play around with this. If you do, I can almost guarantee you're going to have a higher open rate for your emails. You're gonna have more people engaging and commenting on your post because they're actually reading it. This is something to where I really want you to get direct. I want you to get spicy. I want you to feel a little bit edgy about this. The first couple of times that you do this, yes, it's going to feel uncomfortable, but there you can always push the envelope a little bit further. All right, let's talk to, about call to actions. So I'm also going to include an entire training that I did on this. It's a YouTube video, I'd highly recommend you go watch it. It's about 10, I think maybe 15 minutes long, but I die, deep dive into call to actions specifically, very similar to hooks. We need to get a lot more direct with these. We need to get a lot more spicy. The whole like huh, link in bio thing isn't working anymore. It's not 2020, it's not 2019 anymore. We actually need to play around with not just putting the call to action at the bottom of the post. We really need to think about like, what is it that I want people to do? What is that next sp step, that specific next step that we want people to take with us? Is it to fill out an application? Is it to book a call with you? Is it to browse your sales page? Is it to download your freebie? And telling them exactly what it is that you want them to do. So, you know, if you're not use, utilizing call to actions right now, you're selling all the time as a business owner, whether it's a freebie or whether it's a paid offer, you are asking people to give you their time and attention. And that is absolutely valuable. So that is something to where with call to actions, the more direct you get. So instead of, again, it's like that flip the hair back, like link in bio, if that resonates, it's that's just not going to work anymore. We have to, we have to tell people, okay, if this is something that you're interested in, I want you to go click this button and I want you to book a call with me. See how that's like way more like, wow, like she's talking to me rather than like, it's just so nonchalant. And I don't think that that's going to get anybody to actually purchase our offers, not at least in 2023, which is when I'm recording this and probably not anytime after that as well. I'm just really seeing this like big shift into connecting personally with your audience. And I really do think too, that it's, it's cool to care. It's cool to care about your business. It's cool to care about, you know, the people on the other side of the screen. And I think that this really helps to humanize not only you, but other people as well. And I think it makes you a lot more relatable when you are actually talking to people as if you were talking to them in real life and not just as a face like bobbing on the end of the screen. So I'm gonna link that training to different call to actions in your business that you can use. In that video, I go over how to become more direct with your asks, how to get more frequent when using call to actions. And then I provide a ton of examples in the description of that video. So make sure that you don't miss those because the hook in the call to action, boom, bam. I mean, if you focus on these two things inside of your copywriting, I think you're gonna get a lot more engagement. You're gonna get a lot more movement and the call to action actually fits into that formula. That's the solution. So tell me the solution and what do you want me to do next? So it's not super helpful if we just are like, yep, that my offer is the solution. It's like, okay, but like, what do you want people to do with that information? So making sure that we're always leaving that breadcrumb trail for them. What is it that you actually want people to do next with all of the information that you just put out there?
Alrighty, this really feels like, I hate to say it, but like the end of an era. Thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. Please come hang out with me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea. Come hang out on my newsletter list. You can download any of the freebies in the show notes to get in on that action. I share a lot of really good, really intimate stuff over there and a lot of vulnerable shares. I hope you have the absolute best rest of your day and I will talk to you soon in one form or another.